0: Aqab here, and you are listening to the Millennial African Podcast. Hello everyone. So I am Akwabedin and um, I'm a Ghanaian. I was born and raised in Kumasi which is the capital of the Ashanti region. Um, if you are a Ghanaian or you spend some time in Ghana you might be able to tell from my name that um, I'm Fanti. However I speak better Twi than Fanti and um, this is because my dad is Fanti and my mom is Ashanti and growing up in Kumasi literally meant that you would have to speak more Chi than Fante because Kumase is the heart of the Asante kingdom and Asante people speak Chi. So I learned and I speak English as a second language. Kumase has a rich cultural heritage. It is known as the cultural center of Ghana actually. Um, tourists go to Kumasi just because of that. They go and see the king's palace and the museum the museum houses relics from the glory days of the Asante empire. Uh, parts of growing up in Kumase uh, was seen regular festivals, you know, funerals with the talking drums, and oh, they were like really nice fabrics that are extremely beautiful. Um, growing up, I was very curious, and so I found a lot of things very interesting. I remember in 1999, when the Asante king, Pokuwari II, died. I remember... Um, That has been like my very first cultural experience. However, I saw most part of it from behind the TV set, and all of the questions I asked weren't really ever answered. You know, so I did the things every child is supposed to do. Go to school, um, put emphasis on learning what teachers are going to teach you. So I learned what I was taught, wrote the exams, got promoted to next class year after year. And so I learned the usual mathematics, um, English, social studies, um, religious and moral education and everything else I was basically supposed to. And so gradually I came to know about countries and governments and Ghana's government and the arms of the government. And, you know, we also learned about the slave trade um, events before and after the colonization of Ghana by the British um, independence and life after independence, I mean. These were all bits and pieces of information that were very hard to piece together, so I found myself questioning a lot of these things. And usually, the best response I could get from anyone, including some of my teachers at school, was either a well-rehearsed response the person hadn't really thought about, or the quick get-out-of-my-face response. This is how it is done. For one example, one of you guys reminded me about... Why teenage girls are made to cut their hair low as boys? The response was always that that is how it is done. Meanwhile, it was evident that in cultures in West Africa, braids were nothing new. So why were they made to cut their hair? At a point in my life, um, my siblings started calling me the Doubting Thomas. This was because I always asked them a bunch of follow-up questions. And if they were sure, whenever they responded to one of my questions, I found that the responses didn't always add up. So they nicknamed me just to get me off their backs. So I wanted to know more, but how was I supposed to find out more when I didn't even know where to look or where to start? Since in University, when I met someone who is a big fan of Fela Kuti. For those of you guys who don't know who Fela is, or Fela was, he was a Nigerian multi instrumentalist, was a musician, composer, and uh, has been accredited as the pioneer of Afrobeat music. Now, watching Fela, there was something about him that spiked my curiosity again. I remember something he said in one of his performances, it stuck with me, and I kept thinking about it. So he was freestyling on a trumpet, and he took a break, and he said, and I'm paraphrasing this, um, Someone will ask why an African band performing an African-style music in Europe in Europe, is wearing european styled clothing, but the reason is a subject for discussion in a symposium somewhere in the future. And then he went back to playing his instruments and then got into his whole music act. Then I think I came to understand later on that Fela knew his influence so much that he knew his actions in the 20th century was going to need a thorough academic discussion somewhere in the future. Now, talking about Fela um, reminds me of an interview of Oprah Winfrey, which I watched recently. Um, the interview was about choices Oprah made, especially during the initial stages of her popular TV show. So now in the interview, she admitted how on one of the shows she had invited representatives of the KKK as a way of informing white supremacist attitudes, right? And it was until after the show that she realized that the KKK only showed up to interview to be interviewed because they understood the influence and audience she had. Now, they used it to their advantage. While well, she had no idea the power that she had at that time, it was after the show she realized that she could actually influence her audience. Fella at this point was informed about things I didn't even know existed. That self-awareness and consciousness that his actions not only informed perceptions about his culture and race, but that those same actions are as a result of a history that is obscured and known only to a few. So then I started reading, uh, switching from biographies, science fiction, and fantasies to African-related books, short stories, and novels. I mean, anything I could find that would lead me to one point, and then from there to another, and to another. This is the way I finally started finding answers. And that has brought us here. Yet the most immediate reason why I thought it would be best to start this podcast is I believe more millennial Africans are as curious as I am, and i also finding answers to questions about identity roots in African history. Conversations I have with some of my friends these days somehow always ends up on what Africans should be doing. The episodes in this podcast are going to look at some sections. The first one will be history. Uh, we'll look at pre-colonial history, starting from the African Moors who ruled Europe during the Middle Ages, that is, centuries before um, European explorers were able to sail to countries that are south of the Sahara. We will talk about ancient sub-Saharan kingdoms like Timbuktu and its emperor Manzamusa, Musa. Who is the richest man to have ever lived? Other empires are the Benin Empire and Ashanti Empire. These are all in West Africa, right? In Central Africa, we'll look at the Congo and Luba Empires. And in the east, we will look at Buganda. In the South of Africa, we'll look at the Zulu Kingdom. Now these are not exhaustive, but they are some of the few we are going to have a look at. Um, our history journey will then take us from will then take us through. European contact with some of these empires and the trade with the empires and how it turned into the transatlantic slave trade. The slave trade will be our gateway into America, uh, both the North and South America. Um, I recently had a long conversation uh, with Jay Morris, who is a Jamaican who lives in the US. He's visiting Ghana right now and he's planning on moving to a suburb in Ghana when he retires. Oh. We had a very interesting conversation and in time I will share with you some of the information from, this, from that conversation. Now talking about South America will be how we look at the Pan-African movement and how it resonated with Africans around the world. We will discuss possible reasons why the movement wasn't able to achieve what it set out to. We will then look at um, some current African countries and how they are still being influenced by Europe, America and most recently China. Um, We won't only be talking about history, Uh, we'll look at some current affairs also, that will be our second section, like um, Afrobeats and its impact on Africans around the world. Uh, Also how does mainstream media influence our choice of products, you know, why we will choose European goods over uh, goods that are made in Africa. Also we will look at some perceptions and stereotypes about most things African. this will be linked to reasons behind why young Africans are eager to leave Africa with the idea that success is somewhere else. So the episodes that will cover these topics won't be in any particular order, and at the end of each episode, I will let you guys know uh, what the next episode will cover so that you, if you have any questions or are curious about anything in particular, you can ask so that it will be addressed in that episode. Also, I will be sharing all the research materials for the episodes You are also allowed to share materials so that everybody else uh, can have access to them. Let us build a community through this podcast. A community that will explore things we never could have imagined. So then let me know what you guys think. Um, What started your quest to find answers? Uh, Also, if you listen to the podcast, Are You African?, And why are you interested in listening to this podcast? Um, And also, what are your expectations? So, send me your feedback. You can send them to facebook.com forward slash millennial-african-podcast or you can just search for Millennial African Podcast on Facebook. Like and follow the page, as that is where we'll be sharing all related materials. So on our next episode, we will talk about the African identity. Who is an African and what does it mean to be African? You can send your responses, views, and questions so that we can discuss it. The soundtrack is Water Nugget Enemy by Fela Kuti. So thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe and share or tell a friend about it. So then until next time, take care.